Welcome to Passion Life Church. We, uh, yeah, we are really honored to be with you guys, and uh, thank you for being here tonight. I know the conference has been really powerful. I know Pastor Jurgen Whale, and I heard this morning was great, and I'm super honored to close out the conference. Thank you, Pastor Phil and Miss Val. Thank you. Would you tell your pastors that you really do love and appreciate them? World-class leaders, awesome, awesome people. For a few moments, I just want to share something that we're going to pray and just let God be God and um, do some really cool things tonight. I believe that God's going to honor our faith and honor our coming together. Uh, thank you, worship team. Man, the worship team rocked it tonight. You guys are awesome. Wherever you are, all of you, beautiful stuff. And appreciate um, the way the, the, the passion, the knowing, the skill, and all that was engaged in your worship. And excited about the new season that Passion Life Church is in. And it's a wonderful, wonderful time, amen. The best is yet to come for this church and for this region and for your life as a child of God. I just want to share something. Um, um, this is a cool visitation I had from God. Before I do, I'll give you a little background. Mary said that um, we've been married 40 years in May. We celebrated our 40th anniversary. She, she only looks like she's 40 years old, but we've been married 40 years. Four kids, seven grandkids, kids all married, and it's fun. We get, we get to see them all tomorrow. We're excited about that. And uh, we, we've been, um, our whole life, um, since, since the day we were married, we've been in the ministry. So we've been in the ministry 40 years. I've been in the ministry 41 years. And we've been serving God and serving in his church for a long time. And God's given us an amazing comeback story. I wrote a book last year called God of the Comeback. You can get it on Amazon if you'd like. But it's a, it's a story about what God did for us. And just a, a thumbnail is that uh, uh, when, when we were 27, we moved from California, from Orange County to Scottsdale, Arizona, to start our first church. We were 27 years old, and God blessed that church. And it grew over 10 years from 1985 to 1995 to about 4,000 people. On the weekend, our worship leader was Israel Houghton, and uh, just had a move of God, a spectacular move of God. We were building a building. We were building a large building, 4,800-seat auditorium. And our building was half, about halfway up. And in August of 1995, our treasurer embezzled all of our money, $20, $20 million. He was a local businessman. We had all of our accounts with him. And we never got our money back. He went to prison. And we experienced kind of the shock waves of a public trauma, a public scandal. We were in the front page of the paper 10 times, stories about the church and about him and about the loss and the misery of it all. And six lawsuits, 15 concurrent attorneys, and just massive kinds of onslaughts all the time, death threats. We lost our home. We were literally homeless as a family, Mary and I with four beautiful kids. And life got really tough. I became clinically, manically depressed. I knew I was depressed because I was finishing my doctorate in psychology. I laid on my own couch and said, sir, you're very sick. I said, no, I know I'm very sick. And uh, all those really bad things happened. Our church grew from 4,000 to about 140 people on uh, Sunday. So everything that can go wrong kind of went wrong. Our oldest son uh, became addicted to drugs, self-medicating through the kind of the trauma of that. And I thought my story was over. It is tough to be 37 and feel like your best days are over and feel like there's no future for you, but that's the way I felt. And so I found this principle out, when hope walks out, depression walks in. In fact, the verse that my beautiful wife quoted in the message translation, that's the King James says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. And so for us as believers, we, God made us to live by hope. Hope is oxygen to the human soul. When we're deprived of it, we suffocate. So the Lord spoke to me a couple of years into it, and he said, Michael, would you like the pain to go away from all that we'd been through? And I said, yes, I would, Lord. In fact, Lord, I've written down some names of people. If you would kill these people, I'm pretty sure I'd feel better. Here, here, here's, and Lord, however you want to, your kingdom come, your will be done. Hailstones, and I know sometimes you opened up the earth or sent bears. And, and the Lord said to me, Michael, if you will forgive the people that hurt you, I'll make you forget the pain they've caused you. And that sentence changed my world. It rocked my world. It's, it's a story of the reference of Joseph's son Manasseh, which means to forget. 
So I made a list and I prayed over people four times a day and I, I really did make it my best effort to pray for these people. And about six weeks into it, I, I, I wasn't really emotionally attached to it, but about six weeks into it, God visited me when I was praying for them. I felt an ocean of love for them. I realized I didn't hurt anymore. I realized when I did what God asked me to do, he did what he promised he would do. And I just want to tell you, there's no heartache in this world that God can't get you out of. There's no pain that you're in that God can't heal. Jesus heals broken hearts. I'm evidence and proof of it. So God, and so what happened with me when my heart started getting healthy, God could talk to me about the future again. And here's how I say it. You know your heart is healthy when it dreams again. Your heart was made by God to be a dream factory. Cooperating, like Pastor said, synergizing with heaven and the Holy Spirit about God's purpose on the earth. When we're not dreaming, something's wrong in our machine, on our, on our heart. In Marietta, in, in this area of California, the most futuristic, the most hopeful, the most dynamically dreaming people should be the people of God. We should be the carriers of a heavenly hope, a dynamic promise of God for this region. But all of us go through heartache and pain and those kinds of things, and so... We, you know, when the Lord healed me and, and did miracles in my own story, when I got healthy, then everything changed. We started a new church 16 years ago called Church for the Nations in Phoenix. And God's blessed that church. And we have uh, eight campuses around the state of Arizona, another eight ethnic churches that we minister to refugees in our area from uh, uh, Nepal and uh, Romania and uh, Arabic. We have four Arabic congregations and and Hungary, and um, Eritane, and Miramar, and Spanish. So we have another eight churches related to those. We do church in their own language. So God's given us a miraculous comeback. And I just want to say, it's time for your comeback. It's time for your comeback too. Our God is the God of comeback. And I, and I just like telling my story because it's really true uh, um, what God has done for us. It's a miracle. God gave us 10 years ago a, a building for free a big, huge building, 2,400-seat auditorium, and, and um, we've filled it a couple times today. We'll fill it again tonight, and so God's blessed us, and um, um, one thing after another, and I, um, you know, for everyone here, the devil tries to cripple us by taking away our vision and stealing the promise of our future, but as long as you're alive, God, God wants to talk to you about your future. Nobody is more excited about your future than God. Nobody. And so I also want to talk about that tonight. My little sermon is, and our dear friend Christine drove down all the way from Hollywood. She's a movie producer and um, engaged in that industry. She's here today. Wonderful having you with us. This is Christine. The title is, is simply two words, let's go. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll share where that came from in just a minute. Before I do, let me share something that I think is humorous. Uh, I shared it this morning. I'm going to share with you guys it, a married couple was celebrating their 50th anniversary, and their marriage was the talk of the town. Everybody in their little town admired the love and loyalty, faithfulness and happiness they had for 50 years. And so the local newspaper wanted to interview them and sat them down, and the, 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 the newspaper reporter asked the man, well, sir, what's the secret to having a happy and long marriage? He said, well, it all began on our honeymoon. We decided to honeymoon at the Grand Canyon, so we, we were going there riding donkeys, riding mules down the trail, and, and everything was going good, my, and my wife's donkey stumbled, and when it stumbled, she looked at it and said, that's one. And he said, I didn't know what that meant, but we kept going, and a half an hour later, it stumbled again, and she looked at the donkey and said, that's two. And about another half an hour later, it stumbled for the third time, and she looked at the donkey and said, that's three. She reached into her purse, pulled out a revolver, and shot and killed the donkey. I said to her, how could you do that? How cruel. What kind of person to kill an animal just for stumbling? And my wife looked over at me and said, that's one. Okay, secret to happy marriage right there. Forgive me if that offended you. Blame the pastor for having me here. I was praying two weeks ago, and I had this really incredible picture, this mental vision that the Holy Spirit was just having 
really talking to me in a beautiful way. And I saw Jesus walk into a bedroom, and the lights were off. He walked into the room, and he turned the light on, and sure enough, there was someone asleep in the bed. And so he walked over to him, put his hands gently on the shoulder of that person, and began to shake them, till gently shake them, till they were awake. And when the person awoke and looked at Christ, their face just illuminated with joy. And they jumped out of bed and shouted, let's go. Let's go. So I thought, well, that's a really cool vision, Lord. What does that mean? And the Lord said this. He said, I'm awakening the sleeping hopes and dreams of my church. Tell my people there's time for their dream to awaken. And so that's my assignment tonight, just for a few minutes, and then we're going to pray for each other. But I believe that there are things in your story God's not done with. That there, there are heavenly dreams and purposes, destinies and callings that God wants to talk to you about. There's a great verse in the Bible in Zechariah chapter 4. Zechariah has a season, a series of heavenly encounters and visions from God. And he, he, here's how Zechariah says that the angel who talked with me came back and wakened me like a man who was wakened out of his sleep and said to me, what do you see? So Zechariah says, I, I, I wasn't physically asleep, but the angel came into my environment and brought me into another environment. So as spiritual people, we have more than just physical eyesight. We have spiritual eyesight. We can see things that God wants to do. In fact, Ephesians 1 says that, that Paul's praying for the church. He says, he prays, I pray that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. That you might see the hope of your calling, your inheritance, the, the power that works through you. Those three things, who you are, what you have, and what you could do. So God's always wanting to turn the lights on and awaken a revelation of his purpose and plan for our lives. In the New Testament, as the church was born on the day of Pentecost, this great outpouring of the Holy Spirit, 120 believers crammed into an upper room seeking God for 10 days waiting for the promise of the Spirit that Christ promised them. As they're in that room, the Bible says in Acts chapter 2, and suddenly on the feast day of Pentecost, there came a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the house where they were gathered. And they all began to speak in tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. And, and the Holy Spirit's poured out, they begin to speak in unlearned languages, and, and there's tongues of fire over them, and, and, and so the whole city of Jerusalem becomes animated and, and interested and excited about what's happening to these folks, and, and Peter stands up to preach and said, these guys aren't drunk with wine, it's only nine in the morning, but this is that prophesied by Joel, it's Acts chapter 2, verse 17, that in the last days, says God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, say with me, all flesh, that's everybody. That's California flesh, that's Marietta flesh, that's your flesh. That's white, black, brown, yellow, red flesh. God says, I'll pour my spirit upon all flesh. And he, he said, here's what happens when the Holy Spirit's moving. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men dream dreams, your young men see visions. And so the Holy Spirit comes and Peter said, what he's going to do is talk to you about your purpose, your destiny, and your future in God. That's what real prophecy does. Prophecy talks to you about your purpose. Every real prophecy you get will always be in a lineage, in a, in a, in a beautiful coordinated agreement with God's purpose for your life. God talking to you about what he has for you. And so I want to say a couple of things. You're, you're never too young for a vision from God for your life. You're never too old for a new dream from God for your life. Old men dream dreams. Don't live a visionless season of your life. God has a vision for every season. There's a reason for every season. There's a redemptive calling in every moment, season of your life. So God wants to talk to us about things that he cares about. Our future, our family, our life, our ministry, our destiny, our businesses, our community, whatever it is, God wants to talk to you and he wants to show us things. He wants to turn the light on. He wants to awaken things. And so I, I'll, I'll say these four or five things. There is a purpose God created you to fulfill. God who is omniscient, which means all-knowing, 
And omniscience means that God possesses the property of perfect foreknowledge, that he, that he already knows the end from the beginning. And so God who possesses perfect foreknowledge looks at us and knows our future and knows what's ahead for us. And so he looked at 2019 and he said, you know what? I need Pastor Phil and Val. I'm going to put them right in Marietta because I have a purpose they were created for. And so God, God who, God who thinks in terms of purpose, when you came into the earth, there was a purpose awaiting your life to fulfill. God, God created the purpose before he created the person. So, okay, there's a problem God created you to solve. There's a mountain God created you to move. Come on. That, so, so how God works is your life has consequence. There's a dream God created you to discover. And so our job on earth is to find out why heaven sent us here. We call this predestination in the Bible. It's a great doctrine, but it's just like it sounds. It means having a pre-prepared destiny. And when I walk into that destiny, man, there is so much meaning, significance, value, and fulfillment because I, I feel the happiness of my soul saying, I was made for this. This is my time. This is my turn. This is my moment. I was made. And so everybody deserves that kind of beautifully rich, fulfilling, joyous experience in life. The will of God. The will of God for us. And so I'm, I'm excited that just like that little vision, that God by his spirit is, is visiting us and talking to us about things he cares about and business he's not done with. Business he's not done with. There's a great story in the book of 2 Kings, and the story is that Elijah kept... Uh, having words of knowledge about the Syrian army setting up ambushments against the, 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 the Israel army, the Israeli army. And so he would warn the king of Israel, don't go down that street, they're waiting for you. And finally, the king of Syria figured out, and he, and he looked at his generals and leaders and said, one of you must be a spy. Because every time we try to trap them, they go around it. And they said, it's not that we're a spy, they have a prophet, and he hears of God, and he warns them. And so the king of Syria said, well, let's go get the prophet. So he sent a whole division of warriors, chariots, and they went and surrounded the little village where Elisha lived. And the morning came, and, and they came at night. And, and so the Bible says, in the morning, Elisha's servant went out to get some water at the well. And when he looked up and saw the Syrian army around his, his village, he knew they had come for his master. He ran inside and said, alas, master, what shall we do? And, and Elijah looked at him and said, don't sweat it. There are more for us than against us. And then he understood that his servant would live in misery until he saw, until he had a revelation of how things really are. And he said, Lord, open the eyes of my servant that he may see. And the Bible says that God opened the eyes of the servant, the man of God, and he saw two worlds. He saw the Syrian army just like he had seen before. But above them, he saw the spiritual army of an angelic host in chariots of fire hovering over the Syrian army. When we see how things really are, it changes our perspective. So God is really omnipotent. He's powerful. He's glorious. He's great. When we see God for who he is, it changes the way we see life. Amen. So it's a, it's a big deal to God that you have a vision for your life, that you have a divine orientation, a divine guiding system, that you have a, you know, a, 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 a GPS in your soul, in your heart concerning the purpose and plan of God for your journey and for your life. And, and visions and dreams are part of it. God wants you to see what you've been missing. God wants you to see what you've been missing. That's, you know, uh, Israel, I mentioned Israel Holton. I'll just tell you a little story. He was back with us for the first time in 24 years last week and had a great Sunday. But he, um, so Israel Holton was at our church doing something. And I just walked over to him and started prophesying, you're supposed to be the worship leader here. God's going to use you. You're going to win Grammy Awards. And God touched him. God moved in his heart a powerful way. He had a divine, a God encounter. He was 19 years old. 
and, and I put him on the platform to minister to thousands of people before he was really uh, polished and developed because I saw his future. Amen. People looked at him and said, well, that's the guy Pastor hired? He's not good yet. And, and they didn't get it. They saw where he was, not where he was going. But a couple years later, nobody was complaining. Now, six Grammys awards later, he's proven himself. And my whole point is this. When we see what God wants someone to be, it'll change the way we treat them. It'll change the way we relate to them. It'll change the way we talk about them. Our son, I mentioned that earlier, our son Matthew, our oldest son, because of all the trauma we had been through as a family, uh, started self-medicating with marijuana, and he had rich friends, and they were giving him cocaine, and, and so he's really in trouble. He moves out of the house as soon as he could legally, and drug dealers trying to kill him, police trying to arrest him. Man, it was a tough season with our beautiful son. And, uh, you know, after seven years of that, I just would go into his bed. He, he didn't live with us anymore. I just lay in his bed and pray, God, don't let my son die tonight. Don't let my son die tonight. And, and the Lord came to me and said, I want to change the way you see your son and the way you talk about your son. And the Lord said, I want to remind you of who I said he'd be. And every time you talk to your wife about your son, I want you to talk to him, uh, talk about his destiny. Talk as if he's already the man of God I showed you he'd be. Now, and when you see him, do the same thing and, and put your arm around him and, and say, and, and so sure enough, my son was always respectful even when he was high and uh, in trouble. And he, he'd show up and say, Matthew, you're a history maker. You're a world shaker. You're a man of God. You're going to do incredible things in your lifetime. He said, yeah, dad, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been praying for seven years. Nothing happened. When I started doing that, within six weeks, God visited my son, set him free from seven years of drug addiction. Did miracles for him, did miracles for him, and did all kinds of powerful things in his story because our God is faithful. And something happens when we come into alignment with God and see what can happen instead of what is happening. Anybody can talk about what's wrong. Kingdom people see how to make it right. Ah, we see differently because we have a Holy Spirit-given orientation. In John chapter 4, there's a great story. Christ is, it's just a, it's one of the most beautiful, intimate uh, stories in the Bible because Christ gives us literally a, a how-to manual about winning souls. He's at the well, and uh, he's tired. The, the disciples went to get lunch, all of them. So it took 12 guys to go to get lunch for some reason. He's there by himself and uh, resting. And while he's there, a woman comes to him. Never discount the power of reaching one. A woman comes to him and he, he says to her, I'm thirsty. Can you give me something to drink? And she says, well, how can you, being a Jew, ask me, a Gentile, a Samaritan, being a Jew? So he begins a dialogue in a natural way, you know, talking about weather or sports. He doesn't just walk up passing out a track or holding a placard or shouting, you're going to hell. He begins a natural process of, of entering her world. He enters her world by, by the interest she has. He says, you know what, I've got water that's so good, once you taste it, you never thirst again. And she says, really? I want some. And so he's drawing, he's making heaven so real. He's making religion ruins the beauty of grace. Grace is so attractive. The kingdom of God is so attractive to people. And so he, 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 he wins her and, and, you know, he has a word of knowledge about husbands. And she races down the hill and tells everybody in town, come see a man that told me all things I've ever done. The whole city climbs up the hill to see the miracle prophet, the man on the hill. The disciples finally come back and here's the whole city. Here's Christ in the euphoria of this beautiful miracle moment. And, he, and, 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 and they're shocked. They couldn't even leave him alone for 45 minutes. And there's hundreds, if not thousands of people around him. And he looks at them and he declares this in John 4, 35. He said, don't you guys say three or four months and the harvest comes. But I say unto you, 
Lift up your eyes now and look on the fields. They are white to harvest. And, and here's what God spoke to me. I read that a few years ago. And God said to me, Michael, when you can see what other people can't see, you can do what other people can't do. Huh? When you see what people can't see, you can do what people can't do. And so the Holy Spirit gives us this heavenly advantage of seeing things through God's perspective, seeing things by revelation, seeing things. Last scripture I think I'll quote to you is in, in uh, Isaiah chapter 60. And it, Isaiah is written as a book to people that have been through the brokenness, and the reproach, the shame, the tremendous oppression of being, of being conquered, being defeated, being scattered. And, and, and chapter 60 says this, arise and shine. Arise and shine. Why? Your light has come. The light's on. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. See, you can't reflect a light you're not standing in. You can't reflect it. And the more that I am with him, the more I radiate for him. And darkness will cover the earth, verse 2 says, and gross intense darkness to people. But the Lord will arise upon you, his glory seen on you. Gentiles shall come to the shining of your glory. Kings will come to the brightness of your glory. Your sons and daughters will come from afar. And, and, and Isaiah says, here's, here's the thing. God wants to do a new thing. Man, if you can see it, you can have it. If you can see it. Remember the story? Abram leaves Ur of Chaldees and God takes him on a few-year journey. Finally, he takes him up a mountain. It says to him one day, look north, south, east, and west, all the land that you see, I give to you and to your descendants forever. He said this, if you can see it, it's yours. If you can see revival in Marietta, you can have it. If you can see your family saved, you can have it. If you can see your son off drugs, you can have it. If you can see your marriage healed, if you can see your health restored. And, and, and so seeing things is really the vision of faith. It's the next step. It's the, it's, the, it's the expression of mature faith. When I see something already done or already accomplished in my life before it is, I'm expressing that kind of quality that says, man, I believe it's true. I can see it happening. I can see it happening. I can see revival. I can see breakthrough. I can see miracles. So, so I, I want to pray for some folks. I want to take time to do that. Pastor told me we had to be done by 1030. I want to honor his word tonight. <laughs> and uh, just, just make sure that we're keeping all, uh, the janitor happy here and everyone else. Uh, but I, I, I want you to help me act out this little simple message tonight because I'm going to pray for a few people and, um, prophetically. But here's what I need you to do. Can you please help me out? In your row, I need every other person to stand up. So someone take charge of your row and so it goes like stand, sit, stand, sit, stand, sit. Just go down your row. Okay. So all of you that are standing, you're going to represent... The beautiful, loving Holy Spirit. And you're going to, the person who's sitting, the people that are sitting, as you're sitting there, you represent yourself and all of the dreams and hopes of heaven that are in you. You see, I went to a massive published public bashing. I should, should have put me in the mental hospital. Should have made me an alcoholic or a drug addict. Should have. But Jesus healed me. And my heart started dreaming about things. If God could raise me, my wife calls me Lazarus, he can raise you. So, so you that are standing, we're going we're gonna to talk to the person, and then at the end of it, you're going to say, let's go. And when I, when I say let's go, you're going to pull them through their feet. So you that are sitting, get ready to jump up, okay? So turn to the person next to you that's sitting down. Grab them by the hand and, and, and uh, say this to them. Would you look at them right in the face and say, it's your time. 
it's your turn. The wonderful Holy Spirit is awakening your hopes and dreams. It's a new season, a better season. And God's going to do miracles in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus, I say to your dreams, to your hopes, let's go. Yeah, pull them your feet. Good. Hey, that's pretty good. Now, help me out. Let's just do vice versa. You that were sitting, please stand. And you that were standing, please sit. You kind of know the drill now. And so, if you turn to that person sitting beside you and just, you know, grab them by the hand and say to them, it's your time. It's your turn. The wonderful Holy Spirit is awakening your hopes and dreams. The best is yet to come. It's time for miracles in your life. I say to all your dreams, in the mighty name of Jesus, let's go. Come on, someone shout, let's go. I want to pray for I want to pray for the, uh, the, the uh, lovely sisters that led worship tonight, the two, I guess they're uh, two sisters. And can I pray for you guys? Um, why don't I come, can I come down there, Pastor? Well, yeah, be okay. Oh, there are steps right there. Would you put your hands toward your, this awesome family? Don't you appreciate their hearts, their lives? And Lord, thank you for, um, t- tell me your names. Paula. Paula. Pamela. And Pamela. Okay, thank you, Lord, for Paula and Pamela and for all the other peas in their family. <laughs> we bless them tonight in Christ's name and declare your grace over them in the mighty name of Jesus. And I thank you, God, for your faithfulness. So, got a great word, Miss Pamela. So, the drought's over. It's over, it's over, it's over. God's proud of you for not running from him when people ran from you. And God didn't make the house burn down, but God pulled you out of another person's fire, another person's anger, another person's rebellion. And God's preserved you even though it's been painful and even though it's been really a hurtful season. God says, thank you for trusting me. Thank you for believing me. Thank you for standing with me. And thank you for knowing that I will never leave you. And the Lord said, there's deliverance in your voice. There's power in your voice. And God says, there's something special when broken vessels pour out to me in worship. And God says, I'm going to do miracles in the hearts of broken, depressed, suicidal, and uh, uh, people with anxiety. I'm going to do all kinds of miracles through your voice. And you're going to see all kinds of things. This is a resurrection season. This is a breakthrough season. A five and a half year kind of torturous season is over. And a new season has begun for you even this month. And God says, thank you for trusting me. Now watch what I do for you. Watch what I open for you. I've never taken my hand off of you. I've never been mad at you. And I've never withdrawn the anointing on you. And all of that I have for you is only going to be better and better and better. So I thank you, God, for, bless it, was it Pamela? Paula. And uh, Lord, thank you for Ms. Paula. Thank you for her heart, her spirit, her life, her faith. Thank you, God, for her insight. Paula, you have just a great heart. You really have a heart of gold. You have such a tender heart before God, open, accessible. You really care for people in a genuine way. You're selfless. You're sacrificial. You're radically obedient when God asks you to do things. And I heard the Lord say, God's answering all your prayers in this season. You know, God gave you, you prayed for your sister. You prayed her through just a almost near-death experience. You prayed her through a graveyard of sorrow. And God says, your whole family is having revival. Your whole family is having a breakthrough. This is a resurrection season for everybody. There was massive godly calling on all seven people. I see this, this tidal wave of glory. God's visiting them all. God's going to answer them all. And I heard the Lord say, you're going to keep prophesying through song and prophesying through the revelation of God, uh, both in word and in, in song, because God's put a great deposit of his word inside of you, his spirit inside of you, and you're sensitive like a windmill to the, to the breath of heaven. You feel what God wants to do. And so God says, thank you for obeying me. Thank you for stepping back into what people pushed you out of. Thank you for allowing me to do a great thing in you in the season. As we stand here, there's a miracle happening in your physical home right now. So i got to thank you for your hand upon these 
these precious lives. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we give you praise and honor. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, God. I'm going to pray for the youth uh, our, the, the, the youth, youth uh, pastors here, the youth leaders, youth pastors. Okay, Ben and Zach. Can I pray for Ben and Zach? Sounds like an ice cream company. No, I'm just kidding. There's, are you Ben? I'm Ben. Yes, okay. Switch your hands toward Ben, everybody. God, we, we pray for Ben tonight. Thank you for your hand upon Ben. Thank you, God, for your love for him. And thank you for his spirit, his, his, his heart. And uh, thank you, God, for all you're doing in his story. Thank you, God, for the insight. So, um, you know, there's so many, you know, positive things about you, Ben. So many insightful things. You're very strategic in your thinking. You think things through. You don't make quick decisions. You, you really analyze things and investigate things. It makes you a great Bible teacher. It makes you a great discipler because you think about the application of this in people's lives. It also, I saw you looking like at a map, you guys together. It was seven schools. And I heard the Lord say, I'm going to give you all seven of these schools, like seven high schools or junior highs, whatever it is. Revival. There's a region God's given you a revival mandate in and uh, some amazing things. And so sometimes there's even going to be people that finance a vision you have for doing some youth events that are large and especially that are outreach and maybe musical in their orientation. And God's going to bless and breathe upon those things. God's proud of you, Ben, for not... So three and a half years ago, the enemy tried to break your heart, and by that, he tried to break your pace, your destiny with God. But you have found in this season, you have found a maturity, you have found a healing. And because you allowed the Lord to heal your heart, you're anointed to heal the heart of broken young people. And God's going to use you time and time again to see those kinds of miracles happen all, all across. And so it doesn't matter. So there's both godliness and there's goofiness in your family tree. And I, and I heard the Lord say, God's proud of you for not allowing people's criticism to affect your decisions. And so God says, you're in the center of my will for your life. So you have a sharp mind. It's also good in business. And there's a couple of business ideas. So God's going to give you some unusual clarity about doing some things in business that take up less time but make more money. So God, thank you for all that you're doing in Brother Ben's life. We bless him in the name of Jesus. Uh, ben, are you a married man or a single man? I'm in a relationship. No, Lord, so <laughs> bless the, pot the, potent the potential Miss Mrs. Ben. Uh, whatever it got, do miracles in his life in Christ. Amen. Amen. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. I got, and uh, Zach. Zach. Zach and Nicole. Lord, thank you for Brother Zach. We bless him and thank you, God, for his heart, his faith, his life. You know, uh, Zach, it's just impossible not to like you. You have a very likable spirit. You're friendly, you're outgoing, you're engaging, and you're really non judgmental. You're really caring. People get from you good instincts, they get good atmospherics because you carry God's heart, you carry God's. Uh, of compassion and love for people. It's a real thing on you. And so your whole life, people are going to be drawn toward you. Just, just like now, you and your wife, people are just keep coming to you because God trusts you to treat them like he would treat them. There's this good, uh, this good partnership and trust and uh, uh, flowing in your life. And so something, and so I saw this really cool thing. I saw it was like a, a little spark, and the Lord said it's a miracle. So I see a miracle, an actual notable miracle happen in the youth group that's going to become contagious in the community. And then I see a bunch of the kids start really believing for miracles all the time, and whether it's family salvation or physical healings or other kinds of things. And it's going to be outrageous, the kind of testimonies that start erupting in this church from the youth to junior high and high school, and maybe the older ones, a I mean, amazing, notable, undeniable, yes. heavenly sent miracles are going to happen one after another. And God's going to honor your pursuit of that, your, your entrust, your belief that God can do those things. God's proud of you for overcoming. So there was kind of a, a faith uh, a, a breach in the family. There was some, some, some church hurt, some, some things that happened. But you've survived it all. You're thriving. You're doing great. You're, you're so, totally excited about God. And that is like the Lord says, like a report card, all these A pluses. You're doing great. You keep doing great. You keep your heart focused on God and what he has for you. And uh, so you, God's going to give you and your wife a miracle home. And so there are things in store for you that no one could give you but God. So that there are, um, you, as you keep putting God first, it's qualifying you for a bunch of really cool outcomes yes. that are, that are going to be a testimony for the rest of the young people. Wow, look what God did for them. Yes. 
Look what God's doing for those guys. You're going to have a bunch of those kinds of stories. I saw in your family, I saw God heal two men's hearts. And uh, I just declare that any brokenness, any discouragement, any pain, I just loosen miracles to those men in Christ's name and declare God's grace over you. You have a great acumen also for the word of God, for insight. You have really a pastoral heart. And so, you know, God has plans for you and your wife in the future. But right now, you're right in the center of the bullseye. You just keep doing what you're doing because you're growing like David, a testimonial. You're growing a resume. You're growing this miraculous kind of authority in your future. And God's going to do great things. So, God, I, I prophesy a revival to this youth group, a breakthrough, a miraculous outcome as you do one thing after another. So as we stand here, God's giving you the miracle. So I saw you ask God for two things. One of them was the personal thing and a breakthrough. God's giving you the miracle you asked God for, sister. He's honoring your faith. He's honoring your trust. And it is time for your eyes to see what your heart has believed. Wow. So this, so the last 18 months or so, these next 18 months, totally different. So God, thank you for miracles in her body, in her heart, in her life. I declare miracles over this family, head to foot, in the name of Christ Jesus. And thank you, God, that you know what you're doing when you brought them together. You had a plan. You had a destiny. You had a dream. And they're going to fulfill it. They're going to walk in it and see all that they were made to do for you. And we'd bless it forward in Christ's name. The last thing I'll say is on your side of the family, I pray against any kind of... Uh, confusion, mental disorientation, or mental diseases. I break it off your family in the name of Jesus Christ. I listen miracles to those you love and you care for. In Christ's mighty name, amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Come on. Pastor, are you a, you're the pastor? Yeah, what's your name? Philip. Philip. So uh, would you search for prayers for Pastor Philip? God, we pray for Pastor Philip. And his wife right now, thank you, God, for your, your love for him, your hand upon his life. Thank you, God, for all that you're doing. You know, uh, Pastor Philip, you're really a trustworthy, reliable, dependable, and integrous servant of God. So God can trust you to represent him well. And I just feel like you've done that. I see the number 27, and I saw the number 22. Different assignments, different places, different aspects, different, different um, moments. But I just feel like the Lord's great pleasure in thanking you, thanking you for all that you've done. You've always, you guys found a way of making it work, even when it was tough, even when it was hard, even when you had to balance things and juggle things in the family, even when there was time constraints and financial burdens. You've always put things first for God, and God could not be more proud of you. I saw God do a miracle tonight for your son. And God's, there's all kinds of things happening, swirling around your family, good things, breakthrough things, harvest things, kingdom things. And so I got to thank you. This is, in this unusual season, you felt this drawing and this, this um, you felt this, this uh, inviting call from God. And sure enough, God is bringing some cool changes, some good changes, some kingdom changes to you. But these, you're not going to have to do a seeking for everything, anything. Things are seeking you. And God's putting you on this path of his, his confirmed will. And I saw you looking at the world, looking at missions, looking at nations, looking at outreaches, looking. So, so you've done so many things well, but God's kind of colliding you. God's coordinating. God's bringing a beautiful union of your life um, uh, wisdom. You have so much to offer. You've never been more valuable to God than you are right now as a couple. And God's opening doors that cause the value of your lives to have an optimum expression. So, God, I thank you for the radical season this couple's in, good season. Thank you, God, that they've triumphed. And I heard the Lord say, so going back now four and a half years, God's proud of you for forgiving people that were harsh, divisive, and even betray, betraying toward you. God's proud of the way you handled people that were uh, destructive in their treatment of you or treatment of the ministry or church. And so, you know, the devil could not keep you imprisoned in something your hearts forgave your way out of. So, God, thank you for this quality couple. Thank you. I saw, I saw the Lord touch your physical body. Sister, I loosen the power of God from your head to your foot. Declare life and healing to your blood and to your body and every cell of your body. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, God, I thank you for life. Thank you for grace. And over you, sister, I declare that any predisposition to a physical infirmity that is common in a certain, especially age group in your family, God's breaking out of your body. The, the normalcy, what happens at certain timelines in the women of your family, even the men. I declare the curse is broken. That thing is broken. And you are free from it 
in the glorious name of Jesus. God, thank you. We honor you. We praise you. I, I, while I'm praying for her, I just felt a really strong anointing to uh, you know, come here for people that are hurting or need a physical healing. If you need a physical healing, can you just hold up your hand? And we just want to believe for you right now. Tonight's a night of miracles. Amen. Lord, we pray for every person here that needs a healing. We declare, come on, if someone has their hand raised, help me pray for them. Either stretch your hands toward them or touch them on the shoulder. Let's, Father, we agree for our brothers and sisters. Tonight is a breakthrough miracle night. I saw that God touch your heart, touch your blood pressure, touch your systems, touch your functions. God, thank you for miracles in pastor. Thank you for miracles in every pastor here. In the name of Jesus Christ, thank you, God, for miracles for every person here. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, thank you, God, for touching every person that's standing and their hands raised, believing God. Thank you, Jesus. Are, are, are you two lovely people together? Are, are you a couple? So I got a great word for you. Psalm 91 says, with long life I will satisfy you. And so I just declare it. So there's so much you carry uh, integrity, you carry godliness, you carry righteousness, and you carry, you have a history with God that's consequential. And I just declare to both of you that God renews your strength like eagles. And you're going to feel unusually strong, unusually healthy, and especially as it relates to Kurt, the last two and a two and a half years, uh, things that kind of popped up and are confirmed to diagnose. I loosen the power of God to both of you and declare with long life, God satisfies you both. You two awesome eagles going to soar with supernatural strength. So, God, I thank you. Everywhere his blood flows, give him a miracle. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, God, and we praise you for it. In Jesus' name, thank you, God, for your healing. Come on, just thank the Lord for touching you wherever you are, whatever you're needing. Thank you, God. Are, are, are you a guy's pastors too? Yes. Yeah. What's your name? Elmer. Elmer? Yes. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. So, uh, Pastor Elmer, are you a senior pastor? Is, yeah. So I saw, um, Claire is, uh, so I saw us walking past you, building given, building taken. Um, I command the devil to pay you back for every property he's ever stolen from you. I loosen a property miracle to you. In the mighty name of Jesus. So, so, so when you tell certain stories, it's, 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 it's like a soap opera. It's hard to believe some of the behavior that was directed towards you and some of the kind of uh, almost schizophrenic-like um, giving and taking, giving and taking. But God's not going to allow the devil to take back any more stuff. So I declare to you, God gives you a physical building, a miracle building, a miracle property, and that you're going to have a testimony of not quitting, not, not giving up, and trusting God, even in the, the season of uncertainty, the season of betrayal. And that season's over. So get ready. There's an army coming in, an army of leaders, supporters, encouragers, and givers. There's an army of people with influence, and they're going to coordinate something. And so the building you want is already here in the earth. I loosen it to be delivered to you. I loosen it by favor You're, that God would bring you right into that uh, uh, place in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, for it. God's proud of the way that you've been. So you've had this unusual insight into cultural Ministry, so so all kinds of different. You you understand, you study, you engage, and, and there's a breadth of uh, of potential in both of you because of, of of a great intellectual and then spiritual understanding about reaching culture. So God's called you to be cultural architects to affect the kingdom of God in radical ways. As you walked away from a kind of sizable financial contract as related to business to serve God, I loosen a tenfold increase in your life that God's going to pay you back for things that could have happened. And so you, so everything, so, uh, you know, God's, so four times in your situation, in your environment, your group, the devil's chased out four different leaders. But this time, the devil can't chase you out. This time, something great's going to happen. So God, I thank you. You guys have any little uh, babies, little children? Not anymore. They're all grown. Yeah. Uh, but uh, tell me their ages. The youngest is 22. Younger, 22. And the oldest is? Okay. So I declare on you, all of your kids, fulfilled destiny, fulfilled purpose, that they maximize every moment of their life for the kingdom of God. And I just want to say this. They can't escape the things you planted in them. There's an inescapable destiny because your home is a home of champions. And they are champions 
And they're going to rise to that calling. God, I thank you for everything you're going to do in the, in the children of this family in Christ's name. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to pray for anyone here. Uh, if you have any uh, children or maybe brothers or sisters or anybody in your world that's away from God, backslidden like my son was or addicted to drugs or alcohol or just going through a really bad time, let's, let's, let's pray for them right now, okay? So just, would you hold up your hand if that's you because... I have so much faith in what God can do. My, my son, Matthew, is a pastor in our church, a leader, a businessman, just had his fourth baby, and is such a testimony of God's faithfulness. And so, God, we stand in agreement right now, and we prophesy over the sons and daughters, brothers and sisters, the, 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 the people, God, that you love that aren't here, that are bound or hurting or suffering. And we claim every single one of them for the kingdom of God. So I want you just to say their name out loud. Father, I claim them. I declare, God, that they're going to be a man or woman of God. They're a history maker. They're a world check. Come on, just start saying some things about them. God, I thank you that they're going to serve you, know you, walk with you. They're going to be free. Devil, you can't have them. We break the grip of, of deception. We break the grip of addiction or break the grip of oppression off their hearts, minds, souls, and bodies. We loosen them for the calling they were born for. We loosen them for the dream they were created for. We loosen them for the destiny, God, you've ordained for them to have in Christ. And we declare right now, God, you visit them and you do miracles in their story. God, we thank you and praise you for it in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, God. 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 Now, now here's the whole thing. Change your vocabulary about that person, just like I did with my Matthew. Change it and just start talking about them as if it's already done. As if it's already done. I was um, 27 years old. I was in a platform here in Orange County, and this powerful prophetic guy prophesied to me, you're going to write two books. And before a 1,000 people, I have to confess my sins. I started laughing out loud. And the, the church thought, oh, he's so blessed. No, I was filled with so much unbelief. I said, I'm not a writer. That's too, I, I don't have the, the disciplines for that. So I, I came home and the Lord kind of chastised me and I couldn't hear his voice. And he said, why should I give you a new word when you rejected your last word? Because God doesn't, God comes to you where you are, but talks to you about where you're supposed to be. And so I said, well, God, I said, I'm sorry, thank you for books. And so I started thanking God for books. And sure enough, he said, I just finished my 17th or 18th book again um, a little while ago. And so books keep happening. Now, now here's the point. If God says it, you have to say it. When we say what God says, we'll see what God promised, okay? When we, so when we say what we hear, we'll see what we say. So what, that, that's how it works in the word of God, the promises of God, prophetic things. So saying things. And so God wants your mouth to become a weaponized kingdom sword that unleashes heaven concerning that person, concerning your life, amen, concerning everything about your life. If you say it, God can do it. God can't do it till you say it. God can't bless it until you stop cursing it. Come on, that's good. He can't bless it until you stop cursing it. And uh, anybody, so it's just easy, like my, my son, it's easy to get in the trap of just, you know, talking about where they're at. But let the Holy Spirit fill you with a heavenly vocabulary. God, I thank you. My son, my daughter, my brother, my sister, they're going to change the world for Jesus. They're going to be so radical. Start just filling the atmosphere. Start unleashing on, on the devil just this will of God and watch what God will do. I promise you, listen, our story was kind of worst case. If God could help worst case maiden, he can help you. If, he, if God could raise us up from ashes, he can raise you up. There's nobody's story. I, I heard the Lord say he was breaking tonight a death sentence. There's a person here that you have a physical condition with a certainty of death attached to it. Even if that is, a, you know, some years away. They said to you, this is a death sentence kind of thing. I want to pray a miracle prayer for you because we're going to believe tonight God's going to break that death sentence. Wave your hand at me if that's you because I know you're here where God told me to break death sentences tonight, a death sentence. And so is that you, Pastor? Yeah, so God, I thank you in Christ's name. The moment I touch this man, I declare life to you. I declare longevity to you. I declare healing to you. I declare resurrection to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. God, thank you for a miracle for this man as we stand here. He will testify. Let him testify in this very house. 
of the miracle you've given him tonight. He is a miracle man, and he gets a miracle now. Thank you, God, for a summer of miracles, a season of miracles, a testimony of miracles. Head the foot, head the foot, head the foot. I saw three tests, three doctors, or three batteries of doctors shaking their heads in disbelief. God reverses what they say is irreversible. God stops what they say is unstoppable. God removes what they say is irremovable. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, God, we thank you and praise you for it. Come on, give God praise. Give God praise. I'm all done. I have uh, three minutes here. I want to pray for anyone here. You know, the Lord healed me from depression, um, from manic, serious depression. And I've got so much faith for God to heal people from depression, anxiety, phobias, uh, any kind of mental condition. Because God did it for me, you know. It's, it's not theory with me. It's real. And if you have, man, if you've been fighting depression or discouragement, man, I'm going to pray for you. If you've been fighting anxiety and, or panic attacks, if you have maybe a other kind of diagnosed condition with a name on it, and you're ready for a healing, or if someone that you love is battling a mental infirmity, would you just raise your hands because we're believing tonight right now for a miracle outcome from this moment. Father, I pray for every person. Let's keep your hand raised. Father, I pray for these that are standing for themselves or for others. And we claim right now freedom in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Jesus, you not only heal bodies, you heal minds, you heal hearts, you heal souls. We loosen your mighty power on the behalf of these lovely people. I command anxiety to leave. I command depression to leave. I loosen you from panic attacks. No more nightmares. No more night terrors. I loosen, in Christ's name, any kind of bipolar def, uh, diagnosis. I loosen you to be healed. I loosen schizophrenia to leave you or leave your family. Any other Lying assault of the devil. We bind, we break, we loosen your soul from right now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, devil, you're a liar. You can't have a single one in this room. You can't have a single one represented by those in this room. And so we declare freedom, 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 freedom. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, God, we thank you. We praise you. I was in my church parking lot last year. And uh, a beautiful African woman named Rose and uh, who's from uh, Kenya, came to me. She said, Pastor, Pastor, please help me. My, my son's lost his mind. He's in a mental institution. Her son was a prominent business leader in Kenya. A group of witch doctors got together and cursed him. He became so incoherent he couldn't speak. They threw him in a padded cell. That's what they do over there. It's kind of tough, tough sledding for mentally ill. And he's in that padded cell, can't, can't even do bodily functions. He's that, that, you know, that hope is gone. And to, in our parking lot, we, I touched Miss Rope, and I said, I send the word of God. Psalm 107 verse 20 says, God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from destruction. I said, we're agreeing right now. I speak a miracle over your son. I command insanity to leave. I loosen cognitive restoration right now. God, thank you for a miracle. I prayed that prayer. Two minutes, walked away from her. So two Sundays later, she came and raised him. Pastor, 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 my son came back to his senses when I asked him when it was. He said it was Sunday afternoon about 1230, the exact time we prayed. You can pray your family out of the grip of anything the devil tries to do for them. Your faith in God can do miracles. Amen. Thank you, guys. It's been a great joy to be with you. Yeah, I'll pray for the pastors. Thank you, uh, sweetheart. Last thing. Would you put your hands toward your lovely pastors? God, thank you. Pastor Phil and Val, we love them. We bless them. We declare your great grace to them. Thank you, Jesus. For I saw this cool thing, uh, Pastor Val. I saw this really, it was like a company of angels. And it was cool. They were tooling around this really cool car and they pulled up your house. So I, I, I heard the Lord say, you're in an angelic season because you felt like you've been in almost a demonic season in the sense there's just been a lot the devil's been throwing at you concerning burdens you carry for people you love and even about uh, kind of the weightiness or the, the heaviness of that. And so the exact opposite, God lifts the weight off of your mind and heart. God lifts burdens that you've been carrying. You have such a great heart, tender heart, a pure heart, a kind heart, a giving heart, and the devil's tried to advantage that with pain and with uncertainty and with someone else's pain. Someone's pain is you've really adopted it 
and one of your kids, and God's freeing your heart from it. So this is your angelic visitation, miracle family season. God, I thank you for your hand, your healing, your grace upon Pastor Val. We bless her for the life and calling. She's always been a healer. She's always been a mercy shower. She's always been a helper and encourager. And now I thank you, God, that you heal her. Thank you that you give mercy and love to her. Thank you, God, that you lift her and give her this miracle season. And I see it again, angels all around you and all in the house and in every realm of your life. And God, thank you for Pastor Phil. We bless him. Thank you, God, for his heart, his spirit, his vision, his life. Thank you, God, that he grasped things quickly, that he moves with you. And, and if you're in it, he wants to be in it. If you're doing it, he wants to do it. And he keeps moving God gently. He's, that you've given him a mind, God, to do things strategically and, and appropriately and r- the right timelines. And thank you, God, for all you've done. And I heard the Lord say, you've moved You've moved the church into a better place than it's ever been. And, and, and not everybody's recognizing it, but you're under the waterfall of a supernatural season. It's like you moved under this fountain, and there'll be a nonstop move of the Spirit of God, a nonstop releasing of things, a nonstop increasing of things, a nonstop testimony of miracles from children to youth to adults to the elderly to the outreach to businesses to government to leaders to other churches nonstop. And I heard the Lord say 11, 12. So uh, what happens is the 12th year, there's a, a, a season of obedience that's, that's bringing your, you and your family into a divine reckoning, a divine rewarding, a divine harvesting, a divine uh, fulfillment. And just like you said about Cornelius, I have... I'm tipping the memorial with your name on it out. I'm pouring out of heaven what you've poured into the earth by obedience, uh, by continual sacrifice, and by doing what I've asked you to do. And now the Lord says a memorial has been released. Water will flow. Miracles will flow. Financial breakthroughs will flow. Buildings will flow. And everything that you've asked me to do, I'm going to do. It's not far. It's close. It's not distant. It's close. And it's at hand. Your faith has made it so. Your trust has made it so. Oh, some people left and said there's been skirmishes, but you understood that I didn't do those things. And thank you for trusting me. I've made everything better that the devil thought he would make weaker. And so God says, I've got everything positioned for what I want to do. So i got to loosen these three miracle properties, these three, maybe three units connected, whatever it is. I loosen them in the name of Jesus to this pastor, to this church. Declare that they're in a season of miracle property, miracle buildings, miracle movements. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, God, and praise you for I'm going to touch people that don't even go here to help you. I'm putting in the heart of two prominent business leaders to help you. Amen. And they'll say to you, we don't even know why we're doing this, but we feel like we're supposed to do it. So people, I'm awakening kings in your behalf. I'm stirring the hearts of people. Thank you for trusting me. Thank you for not leaving your place. And thank you for abiding in the promise that I've given you. The weariness leaves. The, the attack is over. The storm ends. You're in a season of breakthrough. You're in a season of miracles. You're in a season. You've discerned it. You've felt it even before it was here. But it is here, son. Miracle season is here in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for it. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, God. Would you remain standing just for a moment as we ask uh, the men to come? Just, Just two more minutes and... If you would, would you give uh, Dr. Maiden a great, great round of applause? And... You know, I really believe, and I've just been meditating on some of the words. Um, if you're not frequent here at Passion Life, um, we love you, glad you're here. But for those of us that are at church, there's been words that have been spoken. And a lot of those are the same words because I believe God is ready to move us. And he's, he keeps saying it until we get it. But I, I just, it's been on my heart for the last two or three months that God can do in a moment what we can't do in years. The woman with the issue of blood in one moment, 12 years, was erased. And I don't know what your years have been like. But I just need a moment. And tonight's the moment for our lives. 
I'm going to tell you, it didn't matter, and it doesn't matter what happened this last year, yesterday, or even last hour. Today's a new day in our lives that we move forward. God is moving you forward. And here's what I've learned. When God does it, here's my part. I just believe and have faith, and he moves it. It's almost effortless. We just continue to move in what God is doing. And I want to thank God for just a moment. Would you just take a moment and just lift your hand and just thank him for all that he is going to do in your life in advance. And let's thank him for all that he has done. Thank you, God. Lord, we don't take these moments for granted. We don't take it for granted. Thank you for listening today. We hope that you were encouraged and uplifted by today's message. For more information about Passion Life Church, visit us online at passionlifechurch.com.